entertainment, inspiration, and building community. This is the soundtrack of Savannah. This is your Savannah Philharmonic. Welcome to the Soundtrack of Savannah podcast. I'm Dee Daniels, and I am so excited to welcome my next guest to the podcast, Kimberly Achenbach. She is with Chatham County Schools. She's the performing arts specialist, and this is going to be a great conversation. Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thanks for sitting down with us. Thank you so much for having me. This is um, such a, a fun time. Uh, you just recently had the fifth grade performance uh, with, with the Savannah Philharmonic. I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, I mean kids excited about music. That's what it's all about. It really is. And the one thing that I love is they get that live experience. It's nothing at all like, you know, pulling it up on a view board at school and watching the performance to be there live and to experience it, um, to get out of school and to get out of that. One of the kids came in and his eyes just got so big and he looked around and his big statement was, this is not a school. <laughs> and I thought that just summed up that wonder that he was experiencing to sit in that theater um, and, and be a part of that experience. It really is fun watching the kids get just jazzed up about being a part of it and, and watching and learning. And, and I know I want to talk a little bit about your uh, background. I know that's what your background has been all about. I mean, music and kids like that's that seems like it's been most of your life it really has um i had a grandfather who's a musician and very inspirational to me so i think i knew from about maybe age eight nine ten that i wanted to be a musician of some kind um so that it started playing the clarinet joined the band then joined the choir the jazz band and it just kind of kept escalating into college um, thought I was going to be a performance major on clarinet. And then it really hit me that there are an average of like two clarinet players in every orchestra and the job openings are very small. Right. <laughs> so I took that uh, decision. I decided to go into music education instead. So I went to Kent State University up in Ohio. That is where I'm from. Got my music education degree and spent the next 31 years in the classroom. Wow, that's amazing. I, and it's so needed. I feel like it, it, that that whole industry of music education is so needed. It's so important. And, and I think there's a, I mean, there's always a great conversation going on around it, but I think now more than ever, there's a conversation going around of, of how concerned, you know, we all are about making sure our kids have access to music, making sure they are feeling welcome to get into it themselves and, 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 and of course, benefiting from what music gives them, uh, which is so many things. And I know, I know you're a part of that conversation, I'm sure on a daily basis. Yes, um, absolutely. And the thing is that music, ha like you said, has so many benefits, not just the studying of music for music's sake, which is crucial, but we find when we have music programs where kids feel welcome um, and they have a space and they start being part of a community and knowing that they're a part of something bigger than them, we see attendance increase. We see social, social emotional learning thrive. Um, we see excitement for the arts and we see happy kids whose brains are in a really good place 
to learn, um, not just in the music environment, but they can take that to their other classes and outside of the school day with them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and I know that um, that that a lot of you know school systems don't have the uh, availability to be able to have that um, accessibility for the kids, and and it's so important here. And I feel like that, you know, maybe a lot of school systems are like, I don't know how we get that. Like you, I, you guys have it, you seem to have it, you know, what, what does that look like on your end? I think it takes allies, finding your allies. Um, and that starts with a supportive superintendent and administration and board who feels that arts access for all is priority, but it's also about building those community partners and being really strategic about that. And that's, where the Philharmonic comes into play so much for us because we can provide through the heart of the Philharmonic spaces where the Philharmonic can interact with our kids and watch some amazing instruction take place. And not just the instruction, but just all the relationships that are formed because of that. Mm, no doubt. I remember, um, you know, several episodes ago, we were sitting down talking to uh, Executive Director Amy Williams about uh, about her personal experience of her the first time she was introduced to an instrument and and the world that that opened up for her, you know and and I feel like I'm sure you've got so many stories that you see you know kids experiencing an instrument for the very first time and what that what that does to them and for them. Right. It sure does. And I think in today's age, one thing I've noticed is that kids, uh, they're kind of programmed to be entertained mm. every in 30 second spots. So and then true. it's like, <laughs> what's next? Right. Give me the next thing. And that kind of translates we've noticed into instrumental learning or singing. It's hard. Like learning an instrument is not easy and you think you're going to blow into a saxophone and expect to sound like this great jazz player and then you get <laughs> honk you know but what a great way of showing our kids the um, craft of having that discipline experiencing that first concert where you feel so good and you heard what you sounded like at the beginning and where you are now um, is just magical but it does give them a chance to practice a discipline um, and I think that's great. Yeah, we are definitely in a social media driven world where, you know, TikTok and <laughs> Instagram, yeah. you know, is so quick. You're right. And I think I, I you know, I, I, I remember when I was a kid and, and learning an instrument. I mean, it is hard. You're absolutely right. It's it takes dedication. It takes uh, repetition. It, you know, it takes coming back to it and, and wanting to learn and sort of commit yourself to something. And, and at the same time, I remember the very first time I was I was learning an instrument, I also was sort of learning accountability, you know, and, and so at a young age to be able to learn that in this time of quickness with social media, so important for our kids. Exactly. And that's, you know, something that's a challenge to our teachers is to find that line where you're making them feel welcome and they're part of this community, but then holding them accountable for, you know, they're practicing. And we're trying to find ways to, during the school day, 
to get our kids time just to build those muscles and build that motor coordination and things like that. Because, you know, not all kids can go home and have an absolutely quiet place to practice or have, you know, practice logs signed every day. So um, we're really trying to make that uh, as accessible as we can. Yeah. And, and yeah, I remember uh, when I was learning to play the piano, I had watched my mom play and, and she could play with both hands. And I remember, wow, this, I'm, I'm not sure I'm ever going to be able to play with both hands, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to figure that out. And, and as a kid, I think when you are in this, in this place of not knowing how to do something and, and the experience is, is there in front of you to learn, you, you almost think there's no way I could ever do X, Y, Z. You know, you look at someone playing that instrument or whatever it is, and you're like, I, I, there's just no way. But as you start the building blocks, right? And yeah. that's that's part of the process with the kids is like, and that's such a great life lesson, just little by little. It sure is. And, you know, I think there's parts, and I've seen it in instruction in class where I'll ask the kids, do you feel like your brain is really kind of just like uncomfortable right now. Like you've got a hurdle in front of you and they would say, yeah. And I'm like, great. That is the best place to be. You are on the verge of crossing over that, you know, and, and practicing those skills. And you're going to feel this sense of accomplishment that will stay with you forever. But I feel like it's important that we teach our kids that that place where the brain is struggling to, you know, fire those synapses or, you know, get that right hand, left hand coordination going, that it's okay not to be afraid of that space Mm. and embrace it. That's super important. I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that. Talk to me a little bit about the relationship with Chatham County Schools and the Savannah Philharmonic and how that got started and, and what that looks like today. Great. Well, I am in this position. I've only been in this position for a year and a half. So I'm kind of learning the history. When I took the job, there was already a great relationship with the Philharmonic. Um, Amy and I talk a lot. We talk a lot about big plans and big vision and goals. Um, And we also talk about how we can get instruments in the hands of the kids and just like some very very concrete steps we can take. They have an instrument lending library um, that is absolutely wonderful for kids who might not be able to rent um, an instrument. So we we talk about a lot of those things and we talk about, you know, building our allies around how can we work with the superintendent? How can we make the board, you know, uh, aware of what's happening? So um, it's a lot of that, just kind of throwing out big ideas and visions and seeing the timeline that we might be able to put those in place and start to prioritize. Yeah, you know, and and I'm curious, uh, and I think a lot of our listeners are, are curious too about, you know, how do you make it accessible for all the kids? You know, uh, that has to, I'm sure, be funded in some way. You know, that that's an important piece of it. You know, you, you want to make sure that every kid has the the opportunity to be able to pick up an instrument, to go to a concert, to be able to hear, you know, music that they may have never heard before and things like that. How do you make that uh, accessible to all the kids? Right. Well, it's a lofty goal. That's for sure. But I know, you know, the Philharmonic does some things uh, with students and families. An example is the Fill the Park concert that they do in, I think, the end of the summer, beginning of the fall. Yeah. It's just this free, massive concert for 
Anyone can come. If families are welcome, picnics are welcome, dogs are welcome. <laughs> so just to kind of get the the community feel into that. Um, it is hard though, um, and it varies by school. We know there are so many concerns these days of kids aren't reading on grade level and their their math scores aren't high enough, and maybe we need to devote this time and this time. So a lot of times our teachers are working with some small parameters, but um, it's one thing I love about our teachers is they have the passion and they have the willingness to ask the questions and to go to Amy if some instruments are needed or, you know, and to just provide materials. But it's an ongoing goal. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And, you know, I, it's amazing to me, and I don't know if you've run across this as well, but just in the last couple of years, how many people in the community have said, I had no idea that there was an educational piece with the Savannah Philharmonic, that there was, um, you know, time that they dedicate to going into schools, that there was, you know, availability for kids at, at a school to be able to go to one of their concerts or, you know, I, it's, it's amazing. And I think the, the, one of the education pieces is us educating the public on that. That is a, that is a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's so much about that. In fact, I was just talking to my direct report about that this morning. Um, just educating the public on what the pedagogy of maybe music education is like, or, or visual art education and how it's unique and different and it needs to be different and uh, one of the things I try and do in my job is highlight those things that are happening. If the fifth grade concert is happening, you know, uh, one of my jobs is to take the pictures and document and get some impact statements on my side of things. And then we can, you know, pair that with what Amy is doing, but to let our board and our, our school community know the great things that are happening. Cause you're right. A lot of times they'll be like, I never even knew that existed. I know. And it's, 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 it's a, it's an important conversation for all of us to share, which is why I always give a plug somewhere in the episode to say, share this episode with someone, you know, because, you know, the more we can share this conversation with the community, um, the more we are knowing we can have that kind of access, that equal access for all the schools and for all the kids to be able to be a part of that sort of thing. Um, you were talking about the the fifth grade performance, and and I, I remember talking with Amy and uh, and and the team over there about watching these kids during during this, and and the kids are on their feet. They're they're screaming and and excited and just it is like a rock concert for them. I mean, it's beyond the what the ripple effect is on the kids that get to, you know, be a part of this is just must be amazing for you to see. It is. It's, it's joy. When I walk into a place like that, there are two words that come to my mind, electric and joy. And that's something that you see, you hear, you feel. And, you know, on the other side of that coin, there were some very uh, slow and just very rich melodic pieces in this concert. And the kids were silent. Their eyes were big. They were engaged. And it was really encouraging to know that both si both kinds of music, that rock concert style and that slow, thoughtful style um, were something that they were felt welcome to engage in. Mm, 
Yeah, that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that that it it can all resonate. Um, mm-hmm. That that kids have the ability and the desire to want to experience you know, the loud, noisy, rocky sort of thing, but they, they're feeling emotions, they're going through things, you know, and so for them to be able to see that reflected in music, and in art, right here in their community, from people that live here in their community, so important. It is, and I think when we preface things for kids to tell them, if we have a story of why did that composer choose to do this piece? What was on his or her mind at the time? Or was this based on a life event? Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's up to the student to make uh, some observations or use their imagination and create a story based on what they've heard. Like the the opportunities to to use that are endless. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do want to give a shout out to you, to uh, our media partner, WJCL. They do such a great job covering so many of the, uh, the things that go on with the Savannah Philharmonic, including the, the fifth grade concerts and, and Thank including, you. um, you know, the relationship with Chatham County schools and, and, and that's important. And I, and I, and I do hope that more media outlets will, you know, cover that. It's, it's such a feel good thing to talk about, you know, um, our kids having access and our kids being educated all the way around. You know, you were talking about, uh, the conversation that, that we as a a country are having about, you know, our kids having enough math and, and having enough, uh, of the other subjects, the music piece really plays into them being better at math and the kids being better with reading and, that really plays into, would you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I feel like music could be categorized as like applied core <laughs> because we find science and reading and math, you know, and in history deep, deeply ingrained into music. Um, one example I would give is that when kids are little, first, second grade, and they're learning about steady beat and they're learning about rhythms and they're learning to read the value of notes, you know, eighth notes, and they're actually experiencing fractions long before they even hear their math teacher say, today I'm going to introduce you to fractions. They've already experienced it in in their mind with their body. Maybe they've been walking that beat. Maybe they've been clapping it. But they have been fitting rhythms inside of a framework. We call them measures in music. Um, But it's all proportions and fractions, Mm. which is really cool. It's so cool. You're absolutely right. I, I remember that was one of my first introductions to uh, it was, you know, it was the elementary band, right? And, yeah. and so um, I wanted to play the drum. And so I started keeping the rhythm. And it wasn't until, I don't know, a, a year or so later that like fractions became part of my world and actual writing them down in math class. Yes. But I had, I remembered hitting that drum and following the rest of the crowd. And I remembered, you know, I was keeping the beat and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. It is cool. You know, and, <laughs> and, and then later when I started uh, learning the foundations of math, I was like, oh my gosh, this was a part of everything that I did already. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you take uh, an upper, maybe high performing ensemble and they're tuning and there's no like, you know, machine tuner present and you are counting on sound waves when you when they're out of tune, you hear that, you know, the fast uh, thing with the sound waves. But then the more in tune you get, the waves slow down mm-hmm. and they eventually disappear. That's all scientific. 
you know, vibrations per minute and all of those things. So it just, it blow, constantly blows my mind how, how music is just all of those subjects. No doubt. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's wonderful, really, when you, when you think about it. And I'm not sure, you know, we think about it as much as we should. And so I think this is always a great conversation to have. Um, how many instruments have you played in your time? Well, as an education major, you have to learn them all. Ah. And you have to pretty much be able to sit down with maybe like a junior high band or a sixth grade band, you know, and, and play a part of, you know, any instrument is a part of that band. So um, all the wind instruments, percussion, we even had to learn violin and cello and bass and all of those things. Um, my passion is handbell choir, play English handbells. Wow. So I've been doing that for about 47 years. Um, and that's been a wonderful thing. Piano, of course, because that's so foundational. So yeah, had to learn to play them all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that's wonderful. That That's so good. And gosh, the handbells. I mean, that's such a beautiful, especially in, in, in groups to when you play together. And, and a lot of people may hear that something like that, like around the holidays, right. uh, you know, what a, what a special time to, to hear it. And, and I love it. I mean, I, that must've been so fun to learn. It, that. oh, it has been so much fun. And the thing about handbells is each person is assigned almost like two keys on a keyboard with their, you know, black keys, white keys kind mm -hmm, of thing. Mm -hmm. So if you just stand there by yourself and play, like you're just clanging noise, you're not but it takes that community of people to come together and everyone's doing their part in time and then it turns into something beautiful. So it's mm -hmm. a great life lesson too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, talking about the, uh, the piano uh, being so foundational. Mm -hmm. I remember when I started picking up some of the piano, it wasn't long after that, that I also started picking up the bass guitar and <laughs> I learned how really closely related they are, you know, and it's, it's like when you, when you learn something foundational, you can use it with other instruments. You sure can. You sure can. And that's why some people will start with an instrument and all of a sudden they're not just a clarinet player, but they're a woodwind specialist or, um, you know, they can pick up cello because it, the print, the foundational principles, they're all, yeah, they're all connected. Mm. So Yeah it's a great reason for, for us to support, uh, the kids yes. learn, learning this uh, all the time. Yes. What, what do you think, um, it, you know, from your position at, at Chatham County schools, what do you think the community can do to be more supportive, uh, and, and to be, you know, uh, more available and more aware of, of the relationship that not only you have with the Savannah Philharmonic, but also, you know, of how they can be supportive of what's going on in the schools to make sure that uh, the kids have access to all of this. Right. Well, I say never be afraid to reach out to, you know, just call the school system and ask to be directed uh, to someone. Maybe you have um, an instrument that's sitting in a closet that you have not played for so many years and you would love to know that there is a young child out there that could benefit from that. Um, so that could be um, a great way to That's do a that. Great idea. Yeah. Or may, you know, maybe you just have a passion or, uh, a skill set that could lend itself to become a volunteer. Um, so there's, yeah, there's a lot of ways. And then I, I think in the reciprocal fashion, we have a duty and a responsibility to the community to make sure that they know those avenues that, that are available 
to them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, any big things coming up uh, the rest of this year? Oh gosh, this is busy season for us. So yes, like you said, we had the the fifth grade Philharmonic concert. Um, we're going to have some other things with the Philharmonic. They do an all all-star band where they have like a side-by-side with some of our kids and the members of the Phil. I think that's taking place in April or May. That'll be like a weekend with a culminating performance with that. Um, We have LGPE, which is our large group performance evaluation for all of our bands and choirs. So they'll be traveling to Statesboro in March. And it's not really a competition band to band. It's kind of like a competition against like the rubric and their evaluator kind of within themselves. Mm. So they earn a rating, um, not just in their performance, but then they go to, into a sight reading room and they have a piece that they've never seen before. Neither has the director and they have a certain number of minutes to prepare that play for that and get a rating in that. So that's a pretty big deal. That's kind of like our summative evaluation for music. That, that sounds uh, a little scary and fun at the same time. It's scary <laughs> and fun. Absolutely. Yes. Equal parts both. <laughs> right. But isn't that life? And isn't that what it's all about? It is. Really? Right. A little scary, a little fun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's good. Go. It's a good thing. Um, well, Kimberly, thank you for taking some time. Uh, I, I know this is such an important relationship, and I know... Um, that the the Savannah Philharmonic feels so overjoyed to always be a part of everything that that you all have going on, and and certainly to be a part of opening the doors for kids to be able to do more and be more and and sort of grab on to any dream that they can even imagine. Um, and and that's why that relationship is so very important. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful to talk about my favorite thing um, and share that. And we are really grateful to the Philharmonic. They are just what a heart that group has, all of them. Um, they're just a special group of people, and I can see some magical things really happening for our kids down the line. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. Welcome to your open invitation to enjoy music with your friends and neighbors. This is the Soundtrack of Savannah. You can also show support by sponsoring a season concert or our Fill the Neighborhood series, or annual Fill the Park event in Forsyth Park. You can even sponsor one of our talented musicians or host them in your home during the season. Planned giving from individual community partners to corporate sponsorships creates opportunities for the Savannah Philharmonic to grow and also allows you to leave a legacy, ensuring the organization continues to entertain, inspire, and build community for generations to come. For more information on sponsorship levels and a full list of concerts and community events, please visit us at savannahphilharmonic.org. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to the Sav Phil podcast you're listening to right now, so you can be in the know, behind the scenes, and center stage at your Savannah Philharmonic. <laughs>